Hi, hello, and welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. My name is Mike Cisneros, and I am joined tonight, as always, by the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the man from anywhere and nowhere, at the same time joining us in the friendly confines tonight, the Gnarly Gnome from thegnarlygnome.com, sir. It is great to be back. Thank you. Uh, and for the third week in a row, uh, we have to say we are missing Tina Cisneros, the queen of Cincinnati Craft Beer Commentary. She got a shift at work and uh, was able to uh, to pick up uh, a shift and as you know when you're uh, a young person you got to make that uh, you got to make those tubbins as it president happens. as president obama said at the uh, correspondence the washington correspondence dinner you got to be stacking those tubbins so uh, tina will be joining us uh, soon again i hope and no you have to tell me have we done a show like we're thinking about doing tonight which is pretty much all one style of beer and and kind of just maybe one subject i don't think so i think this will be a first for us and the name of I'm our really program excited. those of you on uh, periscope know it already because it's the name of the periscope feed oh we didn't even talk about that because i named the google something too so i'm excited to hear what you went with well i i, I, to- I told you what it was last week pills oh. for what ails you gotcha i uh, went with pilsner palooza <laughs> well anyway uh you know uh and that means that we're going to be talking about and drinking Pilsner beer. And it, it it's really amazing, <clears throat> and we've probably discussed this a lot of times. Uh, careful listeners uh, have heard us talk about what that, that I think, at least my opinion, is that when brewers, when craft brewers start brewing lager styles, it become it's become a... I don't know, in my opinion, like a graduation of sorts, because that means that they have the time, the energy, the money, the tank space the uh, to brew a style of beer that's very difficult to brew and is time consuming. It's... And that's the thing. It's it's time consuming. It's difficult. It For so long, people associated pilsners and, and light lagers with crappy american loggers you know like these 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 terrible you know adjunct beers that we've gotten so used to and it's really nice to see craft breweries now taking on the the task of doing things better and showing people that a a lager and especially something as light as a pilsner doesn't have to be crappy you know it's uh, it's it's fun to see i think well I, I did a little research this afternoon on the style uh was aided uh, both by uh, wikipedia i guess and also uh a, a site that we've used before on the program germanbeerinstitute.com and the last paragraph of the pills pills or pilsner entry on the uh, germanbeerinstitute.com Uh, website reads as follows unfortunately several industrial lagers named pilsner outside of germany are frequently made with the addition of flavorless rice and corn as cheap starch substitutes for the more expensive pills malt and many breweries use chemical agents to enhance the conversion of grain starches into fermentable sugars such shortcuts however are never ever practiced in a bavarian brewery and for that matter they are never ever practiced at least as far as we know, in American craft breweries. So when you when you drink a Pilsner, whether it's one of our <clears throat> six local or semi-local selections, I guess, I mean, they're all local, but really but one, or some of the uh, sort of national uh, craft beer brands like Lagunitas has a Pils, Victory uh, has, has a Prima Pils, Pils Prima, yeah. Prima Pils, which is supposedly excellent. There are many, many others. Um you're getting something that's a lot closer to what the European model, <laughs> if you will, is right. than anything that's brewed uh, by companies with the by a company with the letters MC or <laughs> AB or you know uh, it's it's just it's interesting to see how it's shifted over time and the way you know America kind of bastardized it for so long and then at the same time to see how we're now on the on the forefront of bringing it back you know it's it's we we destroyed it and now we're rebuilding it and it's it, it, i don't know we're 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 the problem and the solution well, well, well you know and and, and uh, i don't know do i have my little uh 
uh, well, we, we'll, we'll dispose with that. I would play the, our little beer school liner, but I, I, I don't have it really uh, right in front of me here in the, uh, the uh, soundbite. But uh, <clears throat> the brewing of Pilsner beer as it is today, did you know it was a reaction to bad beer? Let me read this to you. Um, the Let's see. I think this is from the German Beer Institute again. Uh, um, I'm going to go out of out of line here and crack up on beer too. Oh, yes. Um, uh, well, we might as well. Yeah, we can get started. I don't have to talk about what I'm drinking yet. Um, the standard drink in Pilsen, which is Pilsen, uh, Pils, Pilsen Czechoslovakia. Right. Uh, in 1842, let's put it, uh, was a top fermented brew and ale. But not, it says not, not all was well with the pills and ale because on one occasion, the city council ordered that 36 casks of it be dumped in public. Uh, <laughs> it had become all too frequent that the beers available to the good burgers of Pilsen had been unfit to drink. This caused them to stick their heads together and hatch a drastic plan. They would invest in a new state-of-the-art brewery, where have you heard that before, uh, and, contract a, uh, and contract a competent brewer to come up with a better beer. In the 1840s, that meant a brewery capable of making Bavarian style bottom fermented beer that is lager uh, and because of the reputation of the Bavarian beer Bavarian brewmasters too were held in high regard so the citizens of Pilsen not only built a Bavarian brew house for Bavarian beer they even engaged a Bavarian brewer to rescue the Pilsner beer from oblivion his name was Joseph Grohl uh, from Vilshofen Germany uh, he was an intrepid brewer clearly rose to the challenge and it's very interesting it, it's a combination of I guess of three different brewing technologies that were emerging at the time. The first is the kilning, the, the drying right. of very pale malt, which was a British innovation. Right. Then obviously takes the German, uh, uh, innovation of lager brewing bottom fermented, bottom fermented beer. And then added that with the fine saws hops that were available, uh, in the, vicinity of Pilsen at the time along with their very soft water put it all together with German know-how there, and well, the, you know there was there was one other technological innovation I guess at the time that um, people don't think about and the, the, the using the thermometer and you know in your mashing techniques and um, it, it 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 stepped what Germany was doing with their loggers up to the next step and you're talking about the um, you know the, the the malt difference too, able to create those really light beers that they couldn't do before. You know the hops, you can argue hops all day if you prefer sure. the the um, the Czech hops versus the German noble hops, and um, but you know that 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 malt I think is the biggest thing, and the water like you're talking about. You know the pilsners are just it's like the one beer that just perfectly expresses all of those basic ingredients of beer. You know, the, the, the water is so important. The hops are important. The malt is important. The yeast is important. You know, it's, it, it's this perfect little, um, storm of, of everything. It's, it's pretty neat. From the beer fridge. And so without too much further ado, again, you can go to uh, germanbeerinstitute.com uh, and look under uh, pills. You can also search Pilsner and uh, find it on uh, wikipedia.com, a, a shorter, a little bit more succinct uh, version of some of the stuff that I was talking about. And you can see on the German Beer Institute website that the, the German Pilsners use Hollertau and Spiegelau and a couple of the other uh, German-style hops. Um, and part of, I don't know if you can see on our Google feed, I'll hold it up for Periscope as well. Part of what has prompted this sort of desire of mine to have a show that's based on Pilsner's. Two things. First of all, I love the style. Always have, since I got my first taste of Pilsner Yerquell back in the 19, I guess, late 1970s, early 1980s. And secondly, was the brewing in celebration of the Reinheitsgebots, which careful listeners know is the German beer purity law, 500th anniversary uh, just this past week. And in honor of that, uh, the Christian Moorline Brewing Company here in Cincinnati brewed what's called the Purity Pills. So we wanted to go around and take all of the pills. So we've got the Purity from Moorlines, the only sort of non-local usurper we have, and that would be second from your right, 
uh, on the uh, Google feed is in the Jackie O's growler. It's Jackie O's Pilsaz, obviously brewed with sauce hops. Uh, then uh, the next in line is the Mike Czech, which is obviously a Czechoslovakian style Pilsner from Eight Ball. Then next to that in the uh, in the uh, growler with the old firehouse, the metal growler with the old firehouse uh, symbol is a Taft's Alehouse 27, which says it's a Pilsner, a German Pilsner. German, then uh, next to that is the Braxton brewed for their anniversary party. They were out of their regular Pilsner. I got the black pepper style just to see what we can, what can be done with the, with the style. And then last but not least is the uh, 50 West Penny's Pills, which is one of their. Uh, I think that's another German one too, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So Gnome, let us begin. Absolutely. With the uh, with the purity pills from uh, Christian Morland. I guess the, the newest of the bunch of um, pilsners that are out in town. And the, the silence of drinking. It, like, I'm trying to think which one it was, but like... Ooh. Yeah, it's got a little sweetness to it yeah. on the bottom, and then it's got that strong, hoppy taste. Not a lot of hop aroma, though. Um, I have the vital statistics on this, baby. I believe I do, too, somewhere here. Um, in, my, <clears throat> in my voluminous notes. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. It's almost got some kind of a... Um, Slight fruity kind of ester going on there. That uh-huh. I like. Uh-huh. Of course, all of these beers will be the, the same generally in appearance. Um, golden, pale, uh, with uh, plenty of effervescence. Um, very uh, crystal, almost crystal clear. It's beautiful. The uh, it is good. It's and very good. That's something that I think a lot of people kind of um, brush over when we're talking about beers. That you know, this was also the time in beers history when all of a sudden glassware, you know, actual glasses instead of these stone, you know, steins and stuff that everybody was drinking out of became popular because the beer was so beautiful. You know, you, you, you sit outside and you hold this up to the light. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, what beer is to, supposed to for look you, like. For that know? to come right out of your head is awesome because one of the things that was in this uh, article was the fact that glassware became... i pretend like it's off my head. Gla- gla- glassware, became, <laughs> glassware became cheaper to make and easier to, to distribute, and this beer was perfect to look at through the beautiful new clear glassware that right. everybody was drinking out of. well can you imagine just at that time you know how groundbreaking that was to you know to be so used to these dark murky beers drank out of these you know stone mugs and stuff and then to have this brewery say no this is what our beer is now and they plop that down in front of these these drinkers that their whole lives are so used to something and to see this beautiful bright clear that, floral you know yeah. I mean, it's just it's it yeah. was so different than anything else that was um, being done so that's the, the that's the Moorline purity pills pilsner uh very delicious very very good i i enjoyed it very much um shall we move on to the next one absolutely um the next you said was which one this is the jackie o's oh pill saws which we've had on the program before and uh, we've uh, we've enjoyed it. And I know this one clocks on a little higher ABV than I think the well maybe not than the Purity Pilsner. Purity Pilsner five and a half. I think this one's close to six. And uh, you want to talk about just a huge amount of big champagne-like bubbles and. It's a lot paler yeah, than the, the, the color difference, <laughs> and that's you know, um, I think another thing with the and you know, I know they're both supposedly Czech styles, but you'll notice with the Bavarian versus the Bohemian, um, you know, the Czech style tends to be a little lighter like this, a little um, more effervescent, a little uh, less less body versus the um, Bavarian style. So looking at them, it almost looks like the purity is kind of more of that. Um, that German Bavarian style, just looking at it, but 
I guess that everything when you compare them next to each other, you can figure that stuff out. But this uh, the the, the uh, IBU information was not available to me for this particular beer, but the, the, this uh, only four percent ABV. Really? Yep. And that's a little low for a pilsner. Crisp, clean, infinite, really, infinitely, infinitely drinkable, infinitely it's, chuggable. It's, it's, almost, it's it's really light in flavor. Um, you said champagne like, and that's you know a really good description for it because it's really bubbly and really soft and um, very different than the purity pilsner. It's you know, I mean, side by side, it's it's just. Uh, you, I mean, you have a, a side beer there of the, of the purity, and just side by side, the appearance, the purity looks like it looks like IPA. Well, it's 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 funny because to, you can you know you it's can, got that orange tinge to it. You can put a lineup of all these pilsners next to each other and almost break them down into four or five different styles if you really wanted to, because there are especially when you're talking about something so subtle and so light and so. Um, so 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 easy drinking like this there's going to be little things like that that kind of stand out again uh send us a uh, respond to our periscope or send us a google uh, plus message uh if you're on the hangouts uh watching us hangouts on hangouts on air or send us an email uh cincybrewcast uh, at gmail.com or whatever however you send us a tweet or, or Facebook message, tell us what you're drinking tonight. Tell us what you think of Pilsner beer. Tell us if you think it's a good, um, if it's a valid craft beer style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a brewer, tell us why you tell us why you brew it. I mean, if, you, if some of you brewers are out there, tell us why you would want to brew a Pilsner when sometimes the craft beer community is not I enamored think, with it. I them. think that's changing. I think that, that you're, we're seeing a shift in, in that culture. Um, and for anybody that's on Periscope that's that's asking any questions or anything like that, if you have something that's off topic, we'll tackle it at the end of the show, but we will get to it. So I'm I'm keeping track of all that for you, in theory. Next. I'm excited to try this one. This is um, the Mike Check from 8-Ball. Um, pretty should be pretty fresh canned too it was yeah it was just was canned friday i picked it up in the tap room yesterday what's comes off what's come off tap what was because i had one on tap yesterday as well and we'll i'll compare that uh but yeah what comes off tap is fantastic and this one i've got it down as 5.2 percent uh it, it says on the can 5.5 of course <laughs> <laughs> And, and then uh, the label approval that went through uh, that I have um, plastered in my notes here is at 5.7. So who knows? <laughs> it is what it is what I have in my little notes here. That uh, Again, this and, is another really light one. And, and I mean super, super clear. A lot clearer, really, than, um, than, the, than the other previous two. Uh, the other two have a little bit of haze. Uh, the Jackie O's less so, but this is really, really clear. I mean, you can see, you can see right through it, color-wise. This one similar to the Jackie O's, I'd say. This one has a little more, um, a little more body to it, I guess. To me, a little more malt presence. Yeah, it kind of, kind of fills out, um, in that 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 mouth feel that. Um, the presence, I guess, of it. It, it isn't as floral, and it isn't as um, as light and bubbly, I guess. Now, see, the one I drank on tap yesterday was really effervescent. So I'm wondering if it it has but something to do with the canning. You also didn't drink it next to the pill size, you know. So well, maybe true. maybe when you're drinking it next to. Um, tarnished or something like that it might seem that way you know that experience of drinking is that other factor that um, sometimes we don't take into account you know you this is going to taste completely different here sitting in studio than it would be if we were sitting out on a beach and (laughs) sun was baking us Okay, listen, uh, we're about 20 minutes in. We've been talking Pilsners. We've got three more to try. We've got the uh, 
from uh, Taft's, the 27 pills, uh, the uh, black pepper uh, catalyst from Braxton, which they brewed for their first anniversary, and last but not least, the Penny's Pills from 50 West here uh, on the east side. Uh, We will be back with more of our special episode, Pills for What Ails You slash Pilsner Palooza, (laughs) here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, 8-Ball, Braxton, and more. At just 5 bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across southwest Ohio and northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. Mike Cisneros and the Naughty Known back here on our special episode, Pills for What Ails You slash, slash Pilsner Palooza, uh, the, our survey and uh, in-depth sort of tasting of many of Cincinnati's cra- uh, Cincinnati craft beers, Pilsner offerings. Uh, we figured it was this time, time of the year. You start wanting to drink a little bit lighter. You start wanting to have some stuff that you can take out on the boat. Or take out on the, you know, take out to the, like as you said, the beach, or or drink a few at a ball game or whatever. And so that's what we're trying to do for you here. And so far there hasn't been a bad one in the bunch. They are, they're all. It would just be yeah. a matter of taste uh, between. I think in that first group, matter of taste. I think I'd prefer the Jackie O's to the other two. Uh, but then two would depend on exactly yeah, what you were doing and, and what time of day it was. And I wouldn't turn any of them away. I think they all three were excellent examples of Pilsner. The, the Jackie O's to me is definitely so far the, the softest of the bunch, the more nuanced one that um, I could see, you know, after a few go down, you'd start to lose some of those flavors. It's hard to kind of pick them out. Um, whereas the, the purity and the, um, the mic check a little bit more, little, little more quote unquote in your face. And this is all kind of silly that sure. we're wording it that way because sure. it's all, they're all really light, really, really right. Right. Um, soft. Pills but I agree stuff. with you. The, 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 the more line and the eight ball are a little bit more strongly flavored all around because right. they have a little bit more malt flavor to them too, than I think you might expect from your typical, typical Pilsner. Uh, the, I'm just I'm still so amazed at the the color difference between all three of them so far. <laughs> I know it's 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 especially the the uh, be, between the uh, the more line and the other two. And again, that just all has to do with the selection of the malt right. variety. What was termed as a as a um, as a um, German Pilsner, twenty seven pills from Taft's Ale House. And uh, while I was sitting there waiting for them to fill my growler, I had a second base. Have you had a second base yet? Uh, yes. yes. I had that um, when I went down to pick up my is, old wooden tooth. Is that not fine? It, it is It is fine. It was good. It's not not my style, but um, I'll take that. Okay. Luisa's dark side any day. The uh, bartender down there while he was filling the growler for me said the Culebra cut. Yes. Is a big uh, is a big hit down there. Surprise, surprisingly to them, and that just came back after um, a bit of a hiatus down there. Um, which also, they are 
teaming up with um, the Macaroon Bar down there to make um, not only a collaboration beer, but also some kind of Calabra cut macaroon or something. I know somebody who's sitting in the room right now who's a big fan of macaroons. Unfortunately, she I was going to get thought about getting tickets for the dinner, but it's she's going to be out of town. <laughs> <laughs> June 23rd or uh, May 23rd. I'm not going to be out of town. I thought you were going to be in uh Nashville Next week. or Dallas. Ooh, okay. Well, maybe we will. <laughs> so the 27 pills from Jackie or from uh, excuse me, from Tassel House downtown. Um Color-wise, real similar to the mic check. Yes. Yes. Very similar to the mic check. Color-wise. Looks a little fizzier. Definitely get some of those hops there. Um, And I think this is this the Tettinger hops. Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know what they, I don't know what they put in it. I think they do the Tetnang or whatever they call Mm -hmm. it. Yes, this is slightly bitter, but very smooth tasting. Good effervescence, excellent color. And in 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 the notes here, there is a um, just a, a sort of a brief description of what should be the uh, kind of a tasting note. I think I've got it right. All right. I'm sorry. I can read off some of the descriptions on um, um, what a German pilsner. A, a German, in uh, yeah, yeah, I got it right here. German German style pilsner, light straw to golden color with more bitter or earthy taste. Czech style pilsner, golden, golden, full of colors with high foaminess and lighter flavor. And then a European style pilsner has a slightly sweet taste, and they have sort of the um, a lot of the, um, I guess, uh, mass. Uh, the mass, uh, in other words, the German style Pilsner, Betts, Bitburger, um, St. Pauli Girl, Warsteiner, Czech style Pilsners include Pilsner, Yerquell, of course, Gambrinus, uh, Staropramen, uh, European style Pilsner, uh, include, uh, Amstel, Heineken, uh, Stella Artois. So, and if anybody has never, you know, really dove into the world of pilsners like there are some some really good imported pilsners that you can find in cans um you know that's the problem when you start going to that import wall to pick up your beers when you get bottles you just never know how it's been treated so i would you know if anybody wants to try some of these quote-unquote original ones you know you can you can get pilsner quell um in cans around town it's a little harder to find in cans versus bottles but it, it is out there Bitburger um, comes in cans, um, so people can get out there and, and try some of those quote-unquote original recipes, I guess, and see what people are trying to um, replicate or maybe not replicate, but um, what the well, and and, the, and that's what it is. I, I mean, it's it, you know, it, it it all it all stemmed from a uh, from an imitation of Pilsner Urquell, and it's it's you know, it's just exploded across Europe. Uh, there, a lot of the French beers consider are considered to be pilsners, um, and and so many of the, I guess the mass produced. If you're talking about like Nostra Azura, uh, if you're talking about um, you know what else is what like like it says the Heineken's, right. you know Amstel's, um, Carlsberg. I'm sure is considered a is considered in, in some form of pilsner beer as well. So uh, let's move on now. Here, bring your glass over, boss. So. If I'll give you a fresh glass. You definitely would say that you lean more towards the Czech style versus the um, Bavarian style. Yeah, right? yeah, I th- yeah, I think so, and I and, and I think the um, and I think the the uh, uh, although I don't know, I, you know, I'm gonna have to go through them again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm I, I came in with a very specific idea of what I thought what I thought my favorite one was going to be right. ba- based on both past experience with having had it before and just what my taste is but it might be starting to you know develop a little bit more or, or evolve maybe um but we'll see it's funny because if you 
it's it's always hard to <laughs> to, <laughs> to pick something like that. You know the I'm lucky that wow. that was on camera. I'm perfect. <laughs> if you know, come on, you can be first. If you take any one of those basic Pilsner styles or some of the offshoots and stuff, like I would definitely. I lean towards more like a Dortmund or something like that, which isn't a Pilsner, but it it's it it was somebody's response to Pilsner. It's like how do you where is that line on when it really kind of splits off and becomes its own thing versus just Now as a look at the fizz on that bad boy. As a sort of I guess I don't know reaction or just to something. This is the Braxton. They brewed it for their uh, first anniversary. They th- brewed a standard Czech Pilsner. They did a dry hopped version, and then as kind of an idea of what you can do with Pilsners, you don't necessarily have to just keep it necessarily to style. They've added black pepper to this one. Well, and it what what's neat and. Um I did this the day of that anniversary. If you you try both of them side by side, the black pepper in this one really starts to pull out black pepper flavors in just the base beer itself. And so every time I drink that now, I that I, I get that black pepper. It reminds me of the black pepper version. You know, it's even though there is no black pepper in the regular one, it's just it's neat to see how it can pull those flavors out of the. I don't know if it's out of the. The hops, I would guess, but just a, a, a little slight black pepper heat I get it as the, you swallow I it. I get it in the aroma a lot, right? Too. Such a neat beer. It's fantastic. Such, it, it's it really is. Just absolutely, you know, everybody looks at it on that board and says, "Black pepper, really?" Like, but when you try it, man, it's you know, hats off for. For them for for thinking of doing it and having the guts to try it and executing it so well you've talked to a lot of brewers over the years you've talked to a lot of people who do uh craft beer what you know what makes a guy what makes what makes them think of what makes somebody put black pepper yeah, in their beer that's something like that it's just just a a, a chef's creativity almost or that's, uh, in in my opinion that would probably be the best way to describe it is just that that desire to innovate to do something different, to make people think differently. Um, what makes anybody brew beer? You know, yeah. it's it, it uh, it's it's got a neat quality to it, and and you know, do they? I guess would they have gone around and put different stuff like maybe randled it or or, or done a done a, a, a little firkin or that's, put you know that's a great like question. we made, like we made our. Um, uh, our beer for the for the fresh fest you know just drop you know a teaspoon of something in a glass of beer and i you know and and we've talked to um a couple of the people down there that are on the innovation brewing team and i think that that's um that would probably be a great great show to talk to them about how do you come up with these ideas and what possesses you to put black pepper in your beer you know it's interesting we're using these small these kind of small tasters but this one has generally it said the the um the the uh, the drinking vessel that uh, you drink pilsner from should have a small you know a a top that is just slightly uh wider than the bottom well this is a little bit different glass this uh one taster that we have here and inside of it when you get down to about a third of the to, uh, to the bottom of the glass, and then you sniff that, you, that's really when the black pepper can kind of fills this whole bowl part, right? And just gets right in there, and all of a sudden you're like, "Man, that's peppery." Man, that's peppery. Yeah, mark that. Where is that? <laughs> 34, 34 minutes. I like that. That's that's just delicious and unique and. It's it's definitely very different than anything else that a big glass. Oh, I'll take refill. Yeah. Before I go downstairs, right. Don't forget you got your hammock in there too. Oh, I know. All right, there you go. If you need more, just come on back up, or send Mike. <laughs> All right, so we'll put we'll put a lid on this for a few minutes again. Oh, wait a minute, I wanted to film myself. You got enough over there? You. I'm okay right now. I wanted to. Like, we've got beer for twenty people here. We should have invited. Uh, 
Uh, we should have invited all of our friends. <laughs> so we'll go. We'll go to the last one, which is the Jackie O's Penny's Pilsner, which I think is Fifty West Penny's Pilsner. Did I say Jackie O's Fifty West? Fifty West Jackie O's are kind of the same thing. Uh, the guys are, you know, they're they're Athens boys from way, from way back. Um, and gosh, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a craft brewer in Cincinnati that has been at least a little bit influenced by Jackie O's over the years. So, but this is the 50 West Penny's Pills, and kind of one of their original uh, offerings, I think, isn't it? Uh, as far as I don't know when it originally um, came out. I don't know if I have that note on here or not, but it was <clears throat> one of their only two beers that has seen cans so far. And of course, um, in the Ohio University Growler. Of course. So and, uh, if, if anybody picked up any of the their can series this last summer for their free tickets for the Fifty Fest, this was the brownish colored golden can versus the rainbow one. And on my little tag, they wrote "Penny's Pills Go Bobcats." So, now the last couple have been quite uh, orange. But here you go again with a much paler, with a much paler look. This one definitely has a very different aroma than anything else. A lot more of a, um, um, I get a lot more hops out of it. A lot more hop forward aroma. Yeah. But it still comes off as slightly floral, which as you know. And it has a little bit of that sweetness again that I talked about in um in, in I think the Jackie in the Jackie O's and the in the pill saws. And that's good. There's this is this might be the most most flavorful of the bunch. Let me go back and try this more line again. Yeah, and not counting of course the the black pepper which is almost cheating. <laughs> but as far as uh, flavor wise, <clears throat> the Penny's Pilsner I think has the most, um, is is the most flavor Complex, forward. Um, some of the other ones, you know, th that Pilsaz definitely stands by itself on one end of really, really, really delicate and really, really soft, and you have to, you really have to sit there and, and hunt in there. Whereas some of these other ones are a little more in your face. Well, I don't know. I, I don't have any of the information on the more line. Uh, but the Jackie O's is a four percent. We're going to go from uh, bottom to top. So four percent on the on the Jackie O's Pilsaz, uh, no IBU information. Four point nine percent on the Taft's twenty seven uh, with a nineteen IBU. Uh, then Rheingeist. Oh well, I have Rheingeist. We, we didn't talk, we can about, talk about Rheingeist. We did not taste Rheingeist. So let me move on to. And we'll talk about them in a minute. And we'll move on to the eight ball, the mic check, no IBU information, five and a half percent. And then the 50 West, and here's the here's the telling you know here's the telling number five point six percent alcohol, forty IBU. Well, and the, so the um, and you can taste it in there. The Purity Pilsner is five point five and forty IBUs. Okay, um, according and you to can the taste can, you I can think. taste that in there. I think so. Really interesting experiment. Um, I, it's did you have a winner? Did you have a favorite? Or do you want to? Uh, I well, I don't think it's fair. Um, which it, it never is, but, um, the black pepper stands out for obvious reasons. It's very different than everything else. I think the black pepper the, was pretty good. The pill saws stood out again cause it was a little bit different than everything else. And then, um, those two German ones, you know, the, the 27 and the, um, what was the other one? Oh, the pennies pills. The pennies. They both kind of stood out too, but again, it's, it's, because they're different because there's 
there's a little more of this or a little more of that that pushes it past the other ones. That doesn't make it better. It just, I don't know. I mentioned them in passing, and so let's talk about them and then talk about another one. Uh, uh, first of all, I'll talk about one that's already out that I thought about grabbing, and I t- said, well, you know, we've already got <laughs> we've already got six beers <laughs> and only two <laughs> guys drinking enough. them. We might have enough. But uh, apparently, uh, from uh, various reports, the Brass Punk Pills from Warped Wing up in Dayton is quite delicious and uh, has a great following and, and uh, is available. So let's, so let's couch it in this also aspect. The Mike Check available in cans fresh as faf i think Uh, it heads out to distribution next maybe this week even yeah uh at uh and right now at the at the 50 west or the uh the eight ball tap room uh, i think 9.99 a a six pack uh the more line purity pills been out for two three weeks now uh available all over town at your favorite uh not 15 packs yet though they did the the otr and the IPA in 15 packs, and we didn't get the, the Pilsner in 15 Well, packs. that's one they really ought to put in a 15-pack because so. you can drink them all day. Um, how much is a six-pack? Nine ninety nine again. again. Uh, and then uh, growler-wise, uh, I think I gave, uh, I think I gave like maybe $9 for the growler of pennies, and I think it gave $11 each for the growlers of the... Um, no, maybe 15 it was at TAS for the 27. I think 13 at Braxton, but I have the, I get a dollar off because I give the Braxton growler. Right. And then the, um, and then the Jackie O's I think was 11 or 12 uh, in Athens at the uh, tap room there. But sometimes you can find, ja- I mean, uh, Cappy's had a 40 tap Jackie O's thing last Thursday, and if they didn't have the Pilzaws on there, I'd be very surprised with for, having to fill forty tabs. Right. So, uh, and they may still have some left down at Cappy's. Uh, so, if they do, go get you some. You really like it. Uh, I am, uh, I am, and always have been a big fan of the Pennies and of the uh, Pilzaws, uh, but I think the, uh, I think the Braxton one, really fine. And I really like the purity. Uh, the mic check. I have to say, I'm 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 not as big a fan a big a fan of that one as I thought I would be. But I did enjoy what they had off the tap yesterday, very very much. So, you know, I, I'm not sure about that. And, and then also the um, the uh, uh, and then also the 27 I've had before, and I think it's quite good. They're all very good, and it's all just a matter of taste. And we. You know, we encourage everybody out there, go and do your own exploration. And then the other thing we didn't talk about, we talked about the Brass Punk, but coming out in a couple of weeks then is the uh, Puma. The Puma Pilsner. From, uh, from Ryan Geist, which we've had on the show before. And well, Which, if I'm not mistaken, though, I think the recipe is changing this year. They've been doing this Pilsner experiment um, the last month or two. Um, kind of playing with some different some different hopping and some some malts and just kind of toying with the recipe a little bit so if i remember hearing correctly um it'll be a different animal than what the, we've had in the past this is the beefed up we're happy with it recipe versus we're gonna put this out and kind of see what it tastes like these um Pilsners make me burp. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They'll make you do something else in a couple hours, too. I found that out last night. Um, so there it is, uh, our, our sort of uh, survey of Cincinnati craft beer Pilsners. Again, we had the Taft 27 Pils, the 50 West Pennies Pils, the 8-Ball Mike Check Pilsner, the Moraline Purity Pils, the Jackie O's Pilzaz, and did I, did I miss one? And the uh, and the Braxton uh, black Catalyst. pepper catalyst. They've got the black pepper and they've got the dry hopped, which is damn good as well. Uh, and and but get over there and get that uh, yeah. get you some because they're they're going to be running out of that soon. Hopefully they make it again. Hopefully they make I all of them again. From what and I, I would like to see that become a core. The the, the one off the 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 black pepper and the dry hop. I don't know that they, actually. I don't know that they've said either way they're going to make any of it again. But. Um, the the actual catalyst became part of the garage series which is kind of their one-off here and there 
um, uh, quote unquote seasonal, whatever right. you want to call it. So the assumption is that they'll brew that one, you know, a couple times a year, maybe. And then, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I think, um, also, uh, when we had, uh, Mike Alvarella and uh, Brandon Hughes on, they talked about, they were going to be doing a Pilsner of some sort at some point at, at some nine giants. So, right. Pilsners it's summer. It's a perfect summer beer. Go out and get you some. We highly recommend it. We don't think it's. We don't think you're uh, giving up your craft beer lover card or your Absolutely man card not. or anything like that by drinking uh, a delicious, fresh Cincinnati craft beer pilsner. Well, and I don't think you can go wrong with any one of these. I think that's no. They're, they're all not. so so close to each other. There's minor differences that you probably will only taste if you're doing them. Like we like are this, next to each other, side by side, and and um, and then you, but then you'll be able to pick your, you know, I mean, and that's a, you it's know, a fun experiment. That's a that, that's a you know that's a tour, and I'll tell you how you do it. I did it this way yesterday. <laughs> you you start off, you get downtown, you go to Taft's first, okay, <laughs> then you run all the way down Race Street, right at into into the banks there, and go all the way down, turn left, get a, get across the bridge. Okay, the suspension bridge. Stop at Moreland. Stop at Moreland. Well, no, because you're well. Well, yeah, you can do that. Then if you're, if you're going to work Moreland, then yeah, you can stop at Moreland, then work your way up to across the bridge, down. Uh, what is that? Uh, I don't even know the n- names of the streets over in Covington. Route but, Eight. It's the Eight but, Ball. But but you go you go there. You make a right at Washington. Oh, you go you down right. into Braxton. Then you turn uh, turn you turn left. You can't turn left out of it, but you go down to 4th Street. <laughs> you go across the bridge. You, you turn left there at, at 8. You go around and you run up onto the uh, run up into uh, Bellevue there to uh, to Party Source. And then you get back on the highway, get back on 471, <laughs> take that little exit and get on, get on 50, get 50 East. <laughs> And make your make your way down to, to Marymount to Fifty West. So. The the smarter way to do this would probably be to call like fourteen of your friends and, and tell everybody to stop at one place and fill up their growler. And if you and do, meet somewhere and just drink them all, if you do one growler and one <laughs> beer at every stop, it'll take you about two and a half hours, <laughs> depending on how fast you drive. And because they're pilsners, you won't be all pissed up, you know. Right. You, you know. Although we we do not recommend drinking and driving at all. Please don't drink and drive. And please enjoy responsibly. Listen, uh, we're <laughs> we're late for a break. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. I mean, you can dream, oh, yeah, we're going to be this, you know, have 30-barrel brew house with 90-barrel fermenters and all that. I, I just don't want to, I mean, I got to focus on what making great beers on a smaller level and do the small things that I can do and do them right. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffler's in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Alberoff from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. All right, back here on Cincy Brewcast. I was looking for my, uh, I was looking for my, uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Um, no, I can't find the damn thing. I don't know what the hell I did with my This Week in Beer because we're going to talk a little bit of This Week in Beer uh, right now as we uh, finish sipping on our Pilsners. And again, shoot us a, a message or give us a, a text or, an, well, I don't know if we have text, but uh, give us a uh, Twitter or a um, or a Facebook message or something on any and all questions you might have about Pilsners, about Cincy Brewcast, about Cincinnati Beer in general. Uh, we are here to answer uh, some stuff for you. Uh, but 
um, just the gnome, the volume of stuff that's coming out this week on social media, uh, especially concerning uh, two guys that, that have been really, really close for a long time, and now you know there are there are some dates there, you know dates starting to be thought of and and beer starting to be brewed, and that's with our friends uh, from uh, Nine Giant and also from Municipal Brew Works in Hamilton. Yeah, there's the next 60 to 90 days are going to be just, you know, uh, I had to sit my wife down the other night and tell her, look, I know, honey, I've been, I'm not going to be around. I've, I've been home a lot lately. <laughs> That's going to change. <laughs> there's, I mean, we're talking, I, I'm going to say in the next three months, what, four breweries that are probably going to open well and i'm remiss in not mentioning also woodburn woodburn was tearing it up for the flying pig they're right on the route there in east walnut hills and they they're they're all but ready to go too and um darkness down in in bellevue and municipal and i mean it just it it, it's gonna be really exciting um hectic we're gonna gonna be we're gonna be busy guys (laughs) you know then then you're following that up with next month is you know june which is now uh cincinnati beer week Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. all hitting right at that same time and right right um ohio brew week in july which we're starting to firm up some plans about our coverage of that uh we're going to be doing an interview with someone from the brewers association here in the next couple of weeks uh concerning american craft beer week which starts may 16th so there's a lot of different stuff going on and when you talk about people that have put their gosh i mean not their lives on the line but almost their livelihoods uh, it's it's really a testament to just the spirit of people and and trying to you know trying to live with, live live their dreams and 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 do what they want to do. It's it's fun to see. Um, you know, you 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 talk to some of these people and you get to see you know especially on on this side of the the microphone or the keyboard. You know, you get to you get to get people early on when this is almost just past an idea just something that all right we're actually going to do this and it's um it's inspiring to see people like take that leap and to to decide that i love this enough to to i know that the next couple years are going to be hell on on you know my family and i and i don't care you know it's worth it to to do something special you know well and 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 also uh known when you when you when you when you're able to meet these people like we have been and find out what what quality people guys like eric bosler and ron shelton and mike alberella and brandon Hughes and 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 all of the people sean willingham and and all the people that municipal what kind of quality people they are and what kind of super super nice people they are and you look at it and you go, man, they deserve this. You know, they really right. deserve this success and they really deserve to have their dreams come to fruition. And then you want to go down the line. Uh, you know, we have, we don't, we haven't really met or talked to anybody from Woodburn yet, but you go down the line, darkness, solid beer. Wood, or, uh, Nine Giant, guys were brewing solid beer. I've known Sean for a long time. He brews solid beer. Right. So all of these places are going to be opening and they're going to have solid beer. They're not going to be, you know, someone who's who's trying to tune it in, somebody that's trying to fine-tuning. And we've talked about, you know, in the past, maybe getting a little bit more used to brewing on a bigger system. Right. Or, But I think most of these guys are already pretty dialed in about what they've got. Well, and it's, you know, just there's that other factor that just starts to, to really set in for people, I think, you know it's it's these are your your friends your neighbors your um i mean a brewery has become something so much more than just beer you know because they're like you said there's so much good beer around the city that you know there's this this other factor that kind of takes hold and kind of it this has become something so much more than getting a drink right you know it's it it, I, i don't think that people who um aren't into craft beer yet and i say yet because they will be um have i I don't think they understand that quite yet you know just the 
this is something bigger than than any one of us or any one brewer or any one glass of beer is. It's like I said something special. I, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I I can't imagine what it's gonna be like for the people in a town like Hamilton. Right. That a lot of bad news comes out of, you know, for, 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 you know, I mean, I don't know. And I don't know if that's just perception or, but there's a lot of bad news. that seems to come out of Hamilton. It's, it's a, you know, it's been economically depressed. The, you know, they were part of right. the, you know, they're basically, they're, they're basically part of the rust belt. Let's, I mean, let's face it just like really Cincinnati is to an extent and certainly Dayton and, and, and a lot of the cities farther North in Ohio and in Michigan and so forth like that. Um, but well, Boy, that's really going to give that community something to hang its hat on and something that they can be really, really proud of that not only is this something that's in their town that somebody right. wanted to come to their town and put something in there, but, but you know, the fact that it's going to be quality and people from all over the area are going to be interested in coming to that particular place. Well, and I just, I love seeing a brewery create other business, you know. Um, the old firehouse out in Williamsburg is always such a fun example to kind of play with and see how them coming into town and taking over this little space and making beer, you know, something so stupid and so simple that we're just, we're, we're just drinking beer at the end of the day. But to do that and to come into Williamsburg and do that, to see how that has, you know, the, the pizza place across the street and to see how they have grown and had to hire new people and stuff this place that has, hasn't done anything, hasn't changed for years. Um, it it it's fascinating to me to see that so quickly and so um I, I mean you can see it you can actually put your finger on it and say well look this happened and then this happened and then this happened and it you know beer changes things you know it's beer well, changes the, the world to the to the to the extent that adam bought the rest of that block right. you know he bought the the building that was adjacent to the firehouse and now he's u- using that and de- going to develop that and, and so forth and uh you know yeah i mean it, it, it's just mind-boggling what it's been doing we're so lucky to be uh, a real small part of it to try to bring some of the information and some of the flavor and some of the uh actual voices of the people that are involved uh to everyone out there uh, via our podcast and also via our live outlets uh listen we're going to take uh, one last uh, quick break and then we'll be back to wrap it up on cincy brewcast the voice of cincy craft hey it's mike and i just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow cincy brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like twitter facebook instagram and vine at cincy brewcast Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. All right, just a couple of minutes uh, left here on Cincy Brewcast. And next week, we are going to do a show. You know, I haven't told you this yet. I think we <laughs> But I think we're going to go ahead and revisit our 19 or 19, our 2015 Cincinnati craft beer yeah. draft. We are just a little bit uh, past. We'll be, next Monday, we'll be about 10 days out from the National Football League draft. And last year, we had an idea that the week that, that they had the National Football League draft, we do our own draft of draft, if you will, <laughs> uh, of uh, 20. It actually ended up being, what, 30 of the top, what we felt like 30 of the top uh, craft beers uh in, available in Cincinnati, uh, we put it together as a mythical twenty-four tap uh, uh, tap room that we were building, and picked twenty-four of our favorite 
craft beers to go into that tap room. And next week, we'll take a look at the list, which I found on thegnarlygnome.com. And if you want to go to thegnarlygnome.com, search Craft Draft, you'll, it'll come right up. Uh, you you have great search engine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I copied it off, printed it out, and we'll revisit it. We'll take a look. We'll see what we might want to add in, what we might want to take out. And maybe we'll do a little limited, you know, maybe a couple of beers a piece uh, to add to that. Uh, but that should be a fun thing. Mm. And we'll have uh, a few different other beers. And, uh, and, and we'll try a couple of different – we won't try all Pilsners next week. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is definitely the start of – some kind of a series from us. You might see, you know, the style series from Cincy Brewcast or something where we do shows that are dedicated to a style because this, this was an interesting experiment to figure out Pilsners and figure out where your right. your actual tastes right. lie. And right. um, it was interesting for me at least. And then in two weeks' time, um, the show that's going to be on the 16th, uh, I'm not going to be in studio live. I'm going to be basking on the beach in beautiful sunny Jamaica. However, I will put together some, uh, I will put together a, uh, from the beer fridge for myself. And I will also be interviewing a representative from the Brewers Association to talk about. Uh, American Craft Beer Week, which starts on the 16th of May and goes through, I think, the whatever the week, the 23rd or whatever it is, uh, and uh, and we will be talking with a representative. Uh, uh, we'll record that interview and uh, talk to them about what what American Craft Beer Week is, what its relevance is, uh, pertain you know pertaining to the explosion. I mean, you know, you can you can you could argue ten years ago uh, they needed to have an American Craft Beer Week, right. but may, you know now every day's <laughs> every day's Craft Beer Day in the United States. So I'll discuss that with them, and then uh, I don't know what Gnome's got planned, and I'm not sure if Tina's going to be able to join or whatever. But uh, we will have a show for you on the 16th, and uh, we are look we are efforting. St- stuff i mean well, look, we might as well let, say it. let's Wait. let's talk about the, the the other live show we're playing with we don't have dates yet and we don't have anything firmed up but we're going to be doing something with um the cincy brew bus right right and we're going to break all kinds of records here and do the first not only live but rolling show <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um in theory of course theoretically <laughs> we'll yes. see. Ish. um and so you know stay tuned and we'll we'll definitely have some details in the coming month or so about that and we want to we want to pack a bus full of people who are listeners and let you guys do it that way and we think that's going to be sometime in june yeah. uh cincinnati craft <laughs> we'll beer week cincinnati beer week is also in june starting june 18th um i may be going to Asheville at the end of that week of the 18th we, we may have to be pushing this into july or I, something but. i'll be dragging along a recorder to Asheville, and i will be you know getting trying to get a hold of some people there in Asheville and talk to them and then, then in july it's ohio brew week and we were already we have something very, very close right. for a, a live show in uh, in Athens uh, for Ohio Brew. We week, don't so. know what we're doing in the next couple of months. We have <laughs> so many things on our plate right now. We're going to be doing a lot. We are going to be doing a lot and, of stuff. We are going to be with and you. And there's every week. how many breweries that are opening? In and that we're time going to too. be doing. And we're going to be do, We're going to be trying to cover all the brew. And and speaking of stuff opening. This Friday is the grand open. They're already open, and I talked to them when I t- went over and got the P- Penny's Pills yesterday. They're already open yeah. over at the uh, Production Works, Quote, unquote, and they started the uh, they started the volleyball leagues, leagues this week. Right. But then their grand opening is going to be over next weekend, and I hope to get down there Friday night I'm, just to check I'm, it out. I'm hearing good things about the space too. That it's uh, as I drove by, I just out of the corner of my eye, there's there's a a space. Um, I guess on the second floor and there's patio furniture right there. So there you're going to be able to sit out there, watch the volleyball games, drink a beer. I mean, it, it, it looks, it, it's going to be, let's put it this way. It's going to be a lot cooler than it was when it was the other <laughs> thing. But yeah, it, different, you know, I, you know, again, it's a, it's a very different type of atmosphere and an atmosphere that I think 50 West needed. Whereas that original brew pub, you know, the quieter, um, dinnery kind of atmosphere is still there across the street it, it it it's brilliant you know it, it just adds something that they were desperately needing there and um it's gonna be good i can't wait to see and and we'll be set up there at some point we on the will, live show we and, will be definitely trying to cover it all and look if you have any suggestions all of our 
outlets are open uh, at Cincy Brewcast on Twitter, Cincy Brewcast Facebook page, uh, Cincy, uh, Cincy Brewcast at gmail.com. Send us suggestions, send us ideas. If there's a show you want us to do, you want if you want us to go to your favorite place and uh, do a show, or if there's, uh, a, a, you know, uh, something that we haven't thought of or some idea that we need, um, if you're interested in any kind of sponsorship, we'd love to talk to you and, and, and we'll certainly listen uh, to that kind of thing too. So, if you see us, if you see us out drinking, and you know that it's us, any one of us, you know, come over, say oh, yeah. hi. We're nice us, guys. We tell, won't buy. Tell us, tell Hard. us that you listen to the show, and give yeah. us your feedback. Tell us what we need to do or what we need to quit doing. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and, we'll and, and a listen. shout out. I got I got an email this week from Hank. Uh, he had some constructive criticism for us. I I, I, I want to thank him. Uh, we had some uh, people that contact us through Twitter, talk about some of the stuff. We have little problems with technical problems with our stuff and that. So we certainly appreciate that and keep that coming. We, we need to know that because we need the quality of the program to continue to get to you guys uh, the way we want it to. We right. definitely always want it to be uh, of good quality. And if it's not, we need to know that. So it's very important for you to reach out to us uh, if uh, you have any problems listening to us or if we're hard to listen to or if you can't hear it or whatever. Just let us know and we'll keep working don't don't think we're not working on that kind of stuff because we are constantly so and and trying to push you know those those boundaries and figure out new ways for you guys to listen and um always improving absolutely that's, you got anything else uh, i think that's it for me hey listen we'd like to thank you hopefully uh tina cisneros will join us again next week uh for and um well she'll be able to be here but gnarly gnome uh, gnarly gnome.com that's right gnarly gnome.com and uh, my name is Mike Cisneros. We'd like to thank each and every one of you out there for listening and joining us on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.